rain comes down, when the 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 rain comes down, hasta smile. Hasta smile. Swear to God it else the pain fall back Swinging for the fence like a baseball bat I'm stacking up on love, money ain't all that A lot of work, no days off But I know that karma's gonna pay that back I wanna tell my mama, kick your feet up, relax Only couple homies know me, I got they back Howdy This episode is brought to you by Rootin' Tootin's Barbecue and Catering One of the best catering companies in the Carolinas If you're like me, you know that there's nothing like firing up the grill or lighting charcoal, in my case, and slapping a few steaks on. But sometimes, I want to host more people than I really feel comfortable cooking for. And it's easier to let the professionals handle it. Rootin' Tootin's Barbecue and Catering can handle parties of any size, big or small. Their mouth-watering food will have your guests raving about your event. From juicy, tender fall off the bone ribs to decadent Boston butts that will fall apart with the slightest bump of a fork. Rootin' Tootin's Barbecue can do it all. To book Rootin' Tootin's Barbecue and Catering for an event, visit www.facebook.com slash Rootin' Tootin's Barbecue and Catering right now. And trust me, you and your taste buds will thank me later. One more time. That's Rootin' Tootin's Barbecue. Now let's get back to the show. All right, Ben. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. This is an episode of What the Felt. Casey's going to get mad at me because I didn't say it fancy. So I'm supposed to say it like, What the Felt? So welcome to the podcast. Uh, I was trying to describe to you our struggles actually trying to get the podcast up and going. Um, so when we first started, we only had one microphone and we sat side by side on the couch. And so we had the microphone in between us and we tried to have a conversation like this. So it didn't really go very well. Well, it went okay, but it could have been better. And um, I got interested in, you know, I wanted to wait until I could have two microphones and we could sit across from each other because it's a lot easier to have a conversation when yep. you're looking at someone. Um, and so it took like several months to get another microphone and then I had to get a whole different box here that takes two microphones two, yep. instead of one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, working with the actual software, I'm just using Pro Tools. Um, which, you know, I've taught myself all this stuff and, you know, I've done stuff like this for a mm-hmm. while, but, um, right. there's still stuff I don't know and I'm learning and, um, man, it took me a while to figure out how to get like two channels going and mm-hmm. recording at the same time. And so literally from, uh, the time we recorded our first episode to the time that the second episode came out, it was like almost a year. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was almost the year. I'll, I'll, I'll double check on that. But yeah, it Jeez. was it was a really long time. And um, even after that, it took us, you know, a while to get the ball rolling. And yeah, then we did then we did good. Uh, once we started up, we um, 
recorded a few episodes, then had like a backlog. And my dad, we sat down and talked with for um, like three hours. And so that wow. was, we were able to break it out into three parts. Yep. Um, and uh, that helped have a little backlog. But yeah. we ran out of our backlog. <laughs> we're busy now. And so uh, we're pretty much up to date. But um, anyways, that's our cool. that's our podcast struggle. Nice. So what's um, your friend's podcast about? So I have um, my friend, He's uh, has this podcast where it's like they come from it from like a Christian perspective, but mm-hmm. they just talk about like, you know, either serious questions or not serious questions and people like send in questions. So like one of the questions I remember is like, hey, if, you know, somebody from the Bible was in Super Smash Brothers. What would his like final <laughs> smash be? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they spend like twenty minutes like arguing. Like, no, it would be this. No, it would be that. So like, yeah. it's very much like a you know, people send in questions and then they choose which ones to actually answer or not. So it's okay. a like a lighthearted discussion, kind of like this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But all um, Christian based, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you know, they'll add their influences to that, but then they'll kind of talk about other things as well. Okay, mm-hmm. and what's it called? If you remember the name. Oh man, I'm blanking. Come back to me because right, I, I will remember right. that. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, we'll have to come back and then if not, we'll add it in after. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I know the struggles. So yeah. Shout out to, <laughs> to friend for, uh, <laughs> yeah, for the podcast. podcast. So, um, but anyways, uh, I'll get back to, um, let's, uh, let's check, chat about your and my relationship. So, uh, we go back to, um, high school i don't think we knew each other before high school i think right? i knew of you but i don't think we actually met Everybody until about yeah. Now, now <laughs> yeah no but i think it wasn't until was it ib or did i did we meet before that too maybe ib maybe maybe before that maybe the maybe the year before that but definitely ib i think yeah. that's like the safe safe thing yeah yeah it's it's always hard to um people don't understand what ib was like even and i explained to them and you know that it sounds crazy when I say some of this stuff out loud. Like it yeah. was a good time. Yeah. It's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of good people. Yeah. yeah but, um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it's pretty funny when I try to explain to people what it was like. Yeah, for sure. Me too. And, um, my wife has actually like lived in Europe. So when I told her oh, I wow. did IB, she was like, Oh, I know about IB. Yeah. And then I explained it to her. She was like, that's, that's not, Europe. that's not real. Yeah. <laughs> She's like you guys didn't do the real version. I was like, yeah, we did, but not probably. So, Oh, as in, they didn't. They didn't do it in Europe. No, no, no. Like uh, our, our, our version yeah, of yeah. it. Okay, that makes more sense. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, we got the McDonald's version, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, so following high school, where did you go? Yeah. So following high school, I went to University of South Carolina. Uh, so I did a lot See? of. Uh, well, I did business over there. So essentially, I, I majored in finance and. Uh, HR management. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I worked at the parents' restaurant all throughout college. So I kind of, you know, stayed in town. And we'll come back to that. I do want to talk about parents' restaurant. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So I uh, worked, you know, stayed in town, basically lived with my friends that I had from high school. Um, and then following that. Who's that? Who's that that you lived with? So I lived with uh, Tanner for a while, Tanner Graham. He was a year okay. above us. Mm-hmm. Lived with uh, Andrew Jordan for a little bit. Everybody called him EG back then. Yeah. Um, Hayden Miller. Dude, um, I can't believe. Uh, with EG and uh, Savannah, yep. yeah, 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 man, yeah, that's so, awesome. So they dated in in high school, um, and then you know got married post college, and now they're pregnant. But they and they were, um, did they date and stay together? They didn't stay together. Uh, they took a small break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, that's what's so cool because like you know, you, I love it when you see like a couple in high school and 
obviously the the love stories are like the high school couples mm-hmm. that make it forever but what's really cool is the ones that kind of like faded away and then they come back together and they're like oh man i still i still yep. love this person so that's that's exactly like how i felt about them when i saw them mm-hmm. yeah it was really awesome yeah, yeah. and uh, so was that it in the, that you roomed with? Yeah, and you know, like freshman year I lived with some of them, sophomore year I lived with different ones of them. The only one I lived with the entire time was Tanner, and we lived together for like five years. Yeah. And we, you know, we joked like, man, you know, if we keep living together, common law, we're yeah, right. going to be married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here in the South, man, that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. You guys will be official. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, after that, you know, mm-hmm. I started working. I worked at PwC for those that know that company. Um, then I worked at Cap Gemini for those that are still in Columbia. That's right next to the Firefly Stadium. Um, awesome. And then I worked, went back to PwC, and now I'm at uh, Northwestern Mutual. So, okay, that's been so, kind of my journey. I'm not as familiar with PwC. What was PwC? So PwC, if uh, people are in the business world and know about it, it's they know accounting. So mm-hmm. they're a big accounting firm. They do accounting for lots of companies, audits, stuff like that. I didn't do any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not accounting. They also have like an advisory practice. So what that means is they consult businesses on different things. So uh, they had me over there working, you know, different projects, but mostly I was uh, in like financial world, I was working with startup companies and helping them basically get off the ground and what should their, you know, operations look like, their practices look like, what should their strategies look like, who should they mm-hmm. reach out to, stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. So where would you start if you were to like uh, meet a company for the first time, or not meet a company, but you know, when you're working with a company, what's the first thing that you analyze to think about? Yeah, and you know, it's hard depending on the company, like mm-hmm. all, all that, but really our main focus, at least the way that the projects that I were on is examine their current state. Like, what are y'all doing right now? Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like, you know, when I said startup, they've been around for like two or three years, so like they're not like brand new. They're just waiting to they're prop, break through, yep. become mainstream. Exactly, yeah. so we're kind of looking at like, what is your current state? What are you guys doing? What is working? What isn't working? And, you know, me starting out of college, I wasn't doing all of the work. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was helping the the more senior people, um, but they would understand. Getting coughed now. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much. Uh, some donuts. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, we would look uh, after that. We would ask them, like, hey, where are you trying to get to? What is your goal? What What is your, you know, people say bread and butter? What mm-hmm. has been working? And how do we replicate that? And so then we kind of start building out practices of, man, if this is working, this is what we want to continue doing. So then we would just write up plans of like, this is our flow and we can't deviate from our flow. So whatever is working, we got to do this step, this step, then this step. That's it. Keep it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we would kind of really implement practices of like, if this is what's working, this is your business strategy. This is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. 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 I think that's, that must've been pretty cool to at least try to help these companies, you know, grow into something bigger. Did yep. you have any big uh, success stories? Um, a couple, and I can't say their names, unfortunately, yeah, and that's no. all compliance, but yeah, there's definitely one. And it's funny because, you know, they, um, I've actually gotten their emails like f- to my personal because of what they do is like they, they do like surveys for companies so that they can like see how a company is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get like, you know, after I go to a hotel or something, this company will actually sit like submit a survey and they'll be survey by company. I'm like, Oh, I remember them. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah. You know, like I never thought I'd see them, but yeah. yeah, that was probably like the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was after that? Uh, Cap Gemini. 
Um, I'm also not familiar. Yeah, I, I was only there for like a little bit, so yeah, I, yeah. I did like tech consulting. Yeah, like I'm the kind of count it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a it was a you know it was a thing. Uh, I yeah. tried doing like software stuff, and I did it for a little bit, but I didn't really love it. So mm-hmm. um, while I was there, one of the guys that I used to work at at PwC was like, "Hey, do you want to come back?" And I was like, "Maybe." Yeah, you know, if um, you're offering. Yeah, and so they offered it, and I did like data analytics once I was going back there. So a lot of <clears> just like automation software stuff again. Um, and in that time I got married to my wife, uh, who works at PwC. She does a lot cooler things that I don't know. So I was going to ask how y'all met, but yep. Yeah. So I, I, I beat you to that. So yeah. we met at PwC. Um, and I mean, honestly, we, we kind of just started liking each other like pretty, pretty quickly. Um, we debate sometimes on what was actually our first date. So, yeah. you know, some versions of the stories, we went and got milkshakes at Mark grill marks and then other versions of the story we went ice skating. So yeah. it, it all depends. Those but, are so different too. They're not even close. Yeah. <laughs> ice skating. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. Um, which one's yours? But, uh, which one do you, did you think? was? I, I normally say the milkshakes. <laughs> Uh, and, and it all depends on what we say is like a date, you know, like which one was like, hey, th- this is a yeah. date versus like, hey, like, let me take you out to get yeah, to know I'm you. I'm a friend. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but yeah, that's how we met. And, um, you know, we dated probably for like, uh, man, I'm blanking on timelines. So we started dating in 2018. I proposed in 2019. So we dated mm-hmm. for like a year and a half. And then we got married last year during the pandemic. Yeah. So. Um, great choice yep yeah so were you guys able to have like any kind of we were actually thing? so for us we kind of like didn't talk to any of the vendors didn't say anything didn't mention anything up until like a little bit before the wedding and we were just like i guess i gotta ask them so like still, still cool for come yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i messaged them like hey um you know our, our wedding is next month like what are you guys thinking but i don't know if you guys remember, but last last year, like around May, June-ish time was actually when like cases started going down and everybody was like, hey, we're back. Briefly. We're back to normal. Yeah. 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 So they were like, yeah, everything's fine now. Like, yeah, definitely. You can got, you guys can have your wedding. Like maybe don't have as many people, but yeah. uh, since she grew up in Europe, a lot of her like guests were in Europe anyways. And so they couldn't come because mm. of like travel restrictions. So right. we're like, we're actually good on the guest count now. Um, yeah, I bet that chopped a lot off. It it did, it did. So, um, you know, we were. It was funny because in downtown city of Columbia, they're like, "Hey, um, you know, Friday, you have to start wearing masks. Mask mandates. Like, we're noticing cases are starting to go up." Well, we were getting married on Saturday, but we were getting married in Lexington, and Lexington was like, "Ah, mask mandates like on yeah. Monday." Yeah. So we're like, "Okay." So yeah, we were able to have our wedding exactly like it. Um, Thankfully that we talked to, nobody got sick, nobody got anything. So like, you know, we felt good about that. But yeah, yeah, we had our wedding basically normal. Yeah. Well, I think there's no shame in it as long as you were trying to be safe. Yeah. And it is funny though, because come everything I was going to DJ got canceled in in April and May. I had like one uh, military ball at the very end of April and then... Like the first week of May, I had a quinceanera, and then the next week I had a wedding, and then the week after that I had a prom, and everything was yeah. was canceled. But um, come, what was the first? Did Oct- was October when they started coming back a little bit? Yeah, in October, Jeez. people started throwing events mm-hmm. again, you know, and um, it was so funny because every time I would correspond with the uh, client, they would 
reassure me that you know they're everybody's gonna be wearing masks and you know social distancing but you know obviously everybody takes the mask off to drink or eat yep and if you're a guy or if you're like me you know if i'm at a wedding i'm a beer guy i like to drink and um you know if you have a beer in your hand like almost the whole night which probably most guys do they finish one they go get another one they're it's never it just never goes back on you know so as safe as people tried to be you know it really wasn't come in the fall i did i I was booked uh every weekend in october i think that's awesome yeah i mean it was it was great for you know me and my only rules were um you know i tried to wear a mask if people uh came up close or i had to talk to somebody um and then i i used to just have people come around my table Mm. and like you know whisper in my ear what song they wanted next you know now i had them stay on the other side and you know write it down or something like that so um you know i tried to be safe too but people were just yep well and funny story about that on our wedding you know they not only did they ask us to reduce the the guest count which we did but they said hey try to keep everything outside and we're like it's june and you know south carolina's gonna be hot but all right so like they made us get tents and they had fans outside and all that stuff but we're like hey well how was it uh, it was pretty hot, but so the funny story is, you know, we had to rent out the tent, we had to rent out everything, and then like two hours into the actual like, um, what's it called after the ceremony, the reception, um, it starts drizzling a little bit, and <laughs> it starts like raining, yeah. and kind of pouring, up, yep. and so I'm just like, is the wedding over? Like, and they told us not, they asked us not to go inside. I don't like, I don't know what the rules are, and mm-hmm. I'm like over there trying to figure out like, I, I don't know what's <laughs> what's happening. And all of a sudden, I just hear people yelling, we're taking it inside, everybody inside. Nice, and nice. I was like, I, I didn't make the decision. Yeah, no, nobody choice. can get angry at me. And so everybody like, you know, that was comfortable with it went inside. And like like you were saying back then, especially when the dip was happening, nobody had masks on except for some of the very cautious people. Yeah. And everybody had drinks and everybody was like packed together. And I actually had a friend say like, Ben, I totally forgot. COVID was a thing at yeah. your wedding. And then the next day when I saw people wearing masks everywhere, I was like, oh, like, like, oh it's yeah. a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's what was so nice about doing the weddings too. Like it really mm-hmm. like gave people a moment where it felt like nothing was mm-hmm. going on, you know, and it was, you know, not good because they weren't wearing their masks, but that also, like you said, gave them that feeling. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, there was literally one wedding I did where, uh, this old person got in, came in, I mean, Definitely over 85. Yeah. Oh, wow. Had uh, yep. oxygen Rexing going tank. in, the actual oxygen tank, like sitting in the little wheelchair yep. being wheeled in and like nobody's wearing masks. And I'm like, y'all are killing this person tonight. <laughs> but um, that's just, that was just kind of the attitude, mm-hmm. you know, here in the South, you know, yeah. just being real. That's like, you know, my job requires us to wear masks anyways. So, mm-hmm. you know, I even before... Um, the masks were mandated in like grocery stores. Our company was having us wear masks. So yeah. I got used to wearing a mask like a month before everybody else. And I was mm-hmm. just like, it's not that big a deal, but yep. um, yeah. Um, so let's uh, take a step backwards. And I want to talk about your family business, family business. Yeah. So tell the people where, uh, where you grew up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I grew up in Irmo, but um, I'm actually first generation. So my parents are Mexican. They came here. Uh, and so my dad has a restaurant, uh, Monterey Mexican restaurant for anybody that's listening in Colombia. Uh, and my mom actually started a bakery um, in Irmo. But it's funny because going back to the COVID thing, you know, some restaurants got hit hard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I talked to my mom. I was like, hey, like, how's, how are things going? She's like, it's great. People are ordering cakes. They're ordering everything. I was like, but people aren't having parties. She was like, either they're having secret parties or people just want dessert at home. So, yeah. like, they, you know, she crushed it during COVID. So um, Awesome. But, yeah, so, I, I mean, I started working at the restaurant in like fifth grade um, and stopped working when I graduated in college. So, I, I mean, yeah. I worked, you know, 10 plus years in the business. Veteran. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was great though. What uh, what was your favorite, uh, I don't want to say job to do there, but what was the favorite thing that like, you know, you got to do? Like, you're like, oh, I love making queso. Or just like, you know, what was, what's that one thing, you know? Uh, honest, <laughs> honestly, I like the interactions with people uh, and, and, like, you know, when I was in college, I would either work the lunch shift and then the night shift or, you know, the evenings. And so lunch, you would get a lot more like professional, like people getting like lunch breaks and stuff like that. And at nights you would get, you know, we were downtown Columbia. We would get some of the drunk college kids that were, yeah. you know, pre-gaming before they went out. So like just interacting with, again, different people and, um, you know, some of them were a lot nicer and stuff. So you could like joke around with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I would... I would scare some people because I'm guessing they probably had fake IDs and I would say, you know, they would show me yeah. their ID and I'd be like, yeah, what's your driver's license number? And they would just like <laughs> stare at me like, should I know it? I don't know. And, yeah. you know, I would just laugh and I'm like, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't care. I definitely you know don't. It. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't know mine. So you would have caught me off guard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was probably my favorite. Just messing with people that were like, you could tell you could mess with, but yeah. you know, still do the job. Yeah. I feel like a lot of restaurant owners have the same the same response either a they um are like really into the food side of things like mm-hmm. they were like wanted to be a chef one day or like but i think for the most part like they're people lovers and like you know they probably love entertaining at home and you know that translated out to you know entertaining the community and you know mm-hmm. entertaining means providing food and comfort and you know service and good times and all that stuff so i definitely think that's something that like a lot of rest I've seen you know from a lot of restaurant workers mm-hmm. which I think is a really cool um aspect that's kind of particular to restaurants yeah and it's small story I uh, my wife and I started working out at this gym that's like a class gym and um you know I'm after the workout this guy's asking me like hey man where where'd you go to school and I was like Irmo he was like oh, okay cool what's your dad's name I was like okay two very different things but I was like Jose, he was like, Chewy, Mora? I was like, yeah, how do you know my dad? Yeah. He was like, dude, I've been going to Monterey's for like 20 plus years. Like, oh I know God. your dad so well. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, he was like, do you know this person? I was like, yeah. He was like, do you know this person? Like, yeah, that's my uncle. Like, what about, I was like, dude, I know everyone. I, I like, I live there, man, basically. So you want to be invited to the family reunion? <laughs> yeah. And like, I'd text my dad later. He's like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. It's like this family there, you know, and he was like, yeah, I know them. And I, I asked my mom, she's like, oh, yeah, we did. You know, I was like, that's kind of cool. Like just random people. Like, yeah, I know your. I've no, I've known your dad for twenty plus years. I'm like, I, who are you? Yeah. You know. So how long? How long did you say the he's had it? So, um, my dad started working there before he owned it because it was my uncle's. Mm-hmm. But my dad actually started owning it in two thousand four. Um, and the one that uh, I've worked at the most or did work at the most was the one downtown, and that one is actually fifteen years uh, last month. So. Yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, it's crazy when you think about it that way. <laughs> but yeah. especially with last year, you know. Mm-hmm. So, did you guys? Um, that's kind of one thing I wanted to talk about too. What did? What were some of the things that you guys kind of did to survive, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, because uh, sorry to cut you off, but um, no, you're good. I think like 
restaurants and bars like got hit the hardest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like uh, you know, any kind of like talent or entertainment, like you know, my DJing, yep. you know, actual famous musicians and stuff like that. People like touring, like yep. I know that theirs were like completely cut off, but like aside from like famous people with money, like the the one like real life area that I f- felt mm-hmm. like was hit the hardest was the restaurant business for sure for sure yeah they did a couple of things i mean first of all my parents aren't technologically savvy first mm-hmm. of all but mm-hmm. you know they they would get on facebook and english is their second language and so they would in broken english at times and i love and sometimes they would send me messages like hey did i write this right and i would have to like oh that's awesome i like correct it for yeah, them but yeah. you know they actually started posting on facebook and posting on instagram so their like to go business just started like rocking a little bit more. Yeah. They started like having specials to go. Then they started doing which uh, I don't know how they did it necessarily, but they started selling like margarita mix and then like tequila on the side and just being like, yeah, we can sell it to <laughs> nice, you. Just nice. you know do that. So they started doing they found a lot the of loophole that. And they ran I, I guess it, yeah. I, I guess and I you know I don't know alcohol like laws, but yeah. I'm guessing like as long as it's not open, they yeah. can just sell it. But. Um, yeah, so they started doing that. They started selling margaritas, all of that, and then yeah, I think some bars started selling cases. Yeah, like to your point, like you know, they just because they could take it. Yeah, they could sell it a dollar cheaper than at you know Kroger or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then you know they couldn't have uh, people eat indoors, but uh, I think earlier than that, outdoor dining started opening up, and they don't have it outdoor dining, but the restaurant next to them did, but they were closed. So my dad called the landlord, and he's done that, you know back in 2008 with the housing crash when things were going bad he called them and he was like hey mm-hmm. either you give us a break on the lease or we're out of here nobody's gonna pay you any money and you so the landlord break. was like alright yeah you're right like I'll give you a break it's like, I like he, a little over yeah, yeah yeah but he like called him and was like hey nobody's using that outdoor space can we and he was like yeah sure why not so you know they, they were able to do that and stuff like that so I don't even I can't even picture in my uh, head how close that next door outdoor area would be then um like, so would you guys literally have to like walk across the parking lot? Yeah, it's a, it okay. was like a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. to bring people food and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. But you know, I I really admire like just you know people just saying like we're gonna do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna fe- like find that loophole and yep. you know make sure we can stay open. You know. Yeah, and my dad started delivering food too and stuff like that, which they've never done. And I yeah. think you know DoorDash <clears throat> and stuff like that. They started doing more of that, which you know. They just found ways to like, you know, we got to make it work. Yeah. And are, um, are they continuing with all that now that things are opening back up? Or are they going to pull off the, you know, electronic side of things? Uh, they're still doing some Facebook stuff more more so definitely than they did pre-COVID, mm-hmm. um, as people call it now. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, now that they have like the indoor business back up, like they're doing a lot of that. They're not pushing uh, to go orders as much, but mm. I mean, they've always had like people come in and pick up to go orders. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, a restaurant actually did end up opening up later. So they, they aren't using that outdoor dining okay. space anymore, but you know, they're still on Facebook as much as they can be. You know, my dad literally always, and my wife last, uh, he's always just saying, we have the best margarita and queso. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not lying though, right? <laughs> and Kayla's just like, I love how that's like his pitch, just yeah. margarita and queso. I was like, I mean, do you need anything else at a Mexican restaurant? I know. I was going to say, he knows that like people are simple and, you know, don't, you know, obviously take the margarita out, you know, just put queso in the mix and yep. most people will be there, yep. you know? Exactly. So queso is a good go-to. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, well, that's that's good to to hear that everybody, um, you know, survived and yep. I don't know that anybody thrived, but um, you know, my my dad's karate mm-hmm. school, you know, we had to shut down, and that mm-hmm. was tough and just. You know, it's hard to do a yeah, contact how, sport. How long did he have that for? It had been a long time, right? Yeah, like almost 12 years. Yeah. I think. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and it, it never was like um, overly successful. It was, mm-hmm. you know, just above break even, you know, made made a little bit of money. So it never got to that point where it was like, oh, you know, a thriving business. But um, it was also, you know, pretty steady for, yeah. you know. So I, I think it would have survived had COVID not been around, but Mm -hmm. it also just, you know, that's capitalism happening, you know, the, the kind of weaker companies and, Mm -hmm. you know, just being real and honest, you know, it was a weaker business. It's hard when he was there doing everything on his own. And, you know, I'm sure your dad knows days like that too. And, um, you know, so it's props to props to your family for keeping things rocking and rolling. Yeah, man. So, um, what are your plans uh, moving forward with your your wife now? What's uh what's what do you guys have a plan for the next couple of years? What's your goals? Let me put that. My put goals, that way. our goals. Um, you know, my I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. My goal <laughs> before we got let's talk about the person that matters <laughs> first. Before we got married, I, I mean, I bought a house in 2017. Um, as a single bachelor guy, shout out to you. And I was like, you know what? Uh, when I get married, I'm gonna sell this. <laughs> I'm gonna call it what I call it—a piece of garbage. Yeah. I'm gonna sell it because my wife is gonna want a brand new house, and we're gonna yeah. move and get you know something great. And my wife was like, "No, that's too much change for me. We're getting married. Uh, you might potentially start a new job. I don't want a new house too. And also, I hate moving, so <laughs> I don't want to move more than once. So we're gonna stay in this house until we buy." Our like forever home, and I was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. but I wanted a new house. I yeah, know. yeah. Um, so one of our goals is to end up buying a house. My wife, we like to put it this way, has champagne taste, but we have wine budget. Yep, <laughs> so yep. um, we're probably trying to save up. So that's that's me though. I got the champagne <laughs> taste. That's why I got all these nice things in this room. This is me buying stuff I'm not supposed to. Yeah, but I mean, she's even talked about wanting to build a house and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. we're just like. Well, you know what that means, though. We have to save a crap ton of money. So um, we're probably planning on buying a house, um, you know, three, four years down the road, maybe okay. sooner, depending, you know, on how well things go. And her mom's offered to, like, help us pay for a house as well. Because um, uh, we're trying or planning to start trying to have a family in about, like, a year, two years, essentially. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and so that's, you know, another goal. So house at some point kids at some point and that's family wise probably it like we're we're very simple yeah. plain people you know we don't really have much else going on yeah we definitely know that's how we are yeah yeah she's the um the housing expert she's kind of the one that did all of the hard work <laughs> for getting this house but um mm. you know the one thing that we looked at was what was it the agricultural loan what's it called yeah what's what's that stand for do you remember was an FFA loan, mm-hmm. and um, basically it doesn't apply to every house. It has to be um, certain like rural yeah, yeah, yeah. houses. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and so you don't have to put FHA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 My my buddy had that like 
in Lexington, but it wasn't even like deep Lexington, but because it's like based on the census, which is every 10 years, when it was like at the beginning of the 10 years, like, yeah, this is rural Lexington. And then the next year was like, that's not that's rural not Lexington, rural but he was like, I'm still here. And so he still got the loan, you know? Nice, so, nice. Yeah. Um, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm in rural Lexington. We're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's <laughs> turned into a city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, what's that? Like Aiken had it. Yeah. So that was an easier thing for another reason why we looked at Aiken so much mm-hmm. too. It was just like most of the houses fell under that uh, category. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then, you know, we're not ever, it was going to take us four or five years to save up enough money to have a down payment for a house too. Mm-hmm. Um, so the FHA loan meant we didn't have to have a down payment. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so that was really the only reason why we even got into a house like mm-hmm. as early as we did. So, gotcha. you know, props to people that save up like $20,000 or 10, you know, yeah. whatever that amount is. Cause that is not easy to do. Oh, and, I, and I like, definitely did not save that much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, again, if that's y'all's goal too, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just admire people that can, that are able to like stash aside that much. Mm-hmm. And like some people do it, do do that in like three, four or five years. Yep. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So where do you think you guys want to live? Um, you know, that's something that we're not super sure. Cause again, I'm, I love my wife, my wife and we're, we're very different people though. <laughs> um, Just reassuring. Yeah. yeah. Not, well, not in a bad way, but like, you no. know, I'm like, yeah, our kids could go to school like here and like, it's a, it's an okay school. And she's like, what are you talking about? No, they need to go to like the best school. So like we need to move to the best area for school. So I'm like, well, I mean, any school is okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah. know, but, um, she, uh, you know, small backstory. She went to like uh, boarding school in England, where like a lot of like affluent people go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like through her parents' job. Like her, they were just like, "Hey, we want you to come out to the UK." And so they're like, "Okay, but you got to pay for private school." And so they're like, "Okay, we'll do that." So yeah. like, she actually like got a really good education and all of that. So it's important to her. And you know, I went to school with you, and yeah. <laughs> we got the McDonald's version of yeah, IB. Yeah. <laughs> so well, and you know, the thing that I learned, um, my older brother learned it and taught me he went and studied in germany mm. and um just the way professors and teachers are like respected mm-hmm. is on like a so much of a higher level than over here so like i can see how she would you know see teaching as like this higher or have it in like a higher regard in her mm-hmm. head and then she sees some of these like schools and she's like oh my god yeah. like compared to like back over there it's like who are they like what are these people where yep. do they get their degrees you know yeah. but um so i can kind of see like where that perspective would come from yeah and, which that's how i think it should be over here too like he said that it would be hard to talk to a professor mm. you know where they they teach and then they're gone you know there's no required office hours mm. or anything like that so hmm. you know here it's like teachers that have to be super available and everything like that and there they're just you know, their time is so valued that, you know, everything has to be, yeah. So that's just really how teachers should be respected here. But, but all that to say, maybe Lexington, just because they have good schools and she wants to live on the lake. And if we can afford it, I would like to, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I, one of the reasons, and, you know, I I know a lot of people that don't like Columbia and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I still have family and friends there. And like that to me is like why I stay there, why I want, you know, like I mentioned, my parents, came here from Mexico. Um, and my mom was like, Oh my God, I've been in this country for 30 years, you know? And so just to 
clarify too, they came straight to South Carolina. Yep. Okay. Okay. They came straight to South Carolina, Columbia. Uh, and people are like, why? Yeah. You know, family little, business. My uncle, yeah. my uncle was already here. He was why, already there. Okay. Why he came. I, that I don't <laughs> that's know. That's a story you got to figure out. Yeah, yeah. That's the story I got to figure out. But he came, I think, I think it's that he was first in Georgia at working like at a Mexican restaurant and he heard, you know, Hey, you can buy a franchisee restaurant from Monterey and like their franchise is like, here's a restaurant. Not really like any, you know, some franchises are like, you have to do this, you have to do mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. all this. And they're like, no, nah, you just can use yeah. our name and you, you can do whatever, the you, whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah. No, but, that's awesome. But they were like, Hey, there's like a need for one in Columbia, South Carolina for whoever wants it and who can pay for it. My uncle was like, all right, dibs. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So, you know, he called my, my dad, who's his brother and was like, want to come work with me for me, you know? Um, but yeah, my mom was like, it's crazy. I've been living here, you know, 30 years. And I was like, mom is basically home for you. Now she's like, yeah, basically is, you know? So it's just like crazy. Um, but I feel the same way. Like this is where my friends and family are. And I don't, does she, do you think she feels like this is home or do you think she still has that feeling? Like it's hard when you're, we're born somewhere Mm -hmm. else. Cause like I came to South Carolina when I was five. Right. And lived most of my life, but like I still feel like a Boston boy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I don't know what that is because yeah. I I didn't have very much of my life up there. So, right. but there was still such an impact, you know. So, do you think she? How do you think she feel? I know you just kind of said a little bit about that, but yeah, I, and I think it's <clears> tricky, right? Like I I remember growing up and maybe even like in high school before college, she would talk about like, yeah, you know, I probably want to retire and go back to Mexico and live there, you know. And then, uh, you know, in college, she was like, well, maybe I don't because you guys wouldn't even visit me. I was like, no, we would we would visit you. Come on. But yeah. now she's just like, I don't know if I want to move back, you know. And I don't know if that's because, you know, living conditions in Mexico are not the best mm-hmm. always. Um, or she just finds it home here. So, like, if she doesn't find here home, it's definitely nowhere in the United States. It's either here or back in Mexico, and that's it. Um but I think, you know, the more that I talk to her, the more her plans seem to be, yeah, I'm just going to stay here. She's content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That's that's a hard battle. Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, I was listening to a podcast with a guy named Lex Friedman. He's like a, um IT guy and he does, uh, what's it called? Um, where computers think for themselves. What's that? Uh, AI. AI, yeah. He does AI type of stuff and um he was talking to a woman who was from north korea and she had been sold um to china when she was to someone in china when she was 13 Mm. and um she left but she talks about how like rough it was and how they're only taught to like love the leader and so they Mm. don't even know like what romantic love is because they don't even they don't they're they're not taught to like love their family members Mm. they're only taught if the word love is there, it's only with regards to like the leader. So like, Hmm. and you know, she understands that like they're intentionally starving people. They're not Hmm. accepting food and medicine from like the UN. There's no electricity Hmm. hardly ever. Um, she had stomach pains one time and she had to, uh, undergo surgery and there's no electricity in the hospitals Hmm. either. So they, you know, um, wanted to remove her appendix. They thought, you know, it was an appendix thing, but there's no x-ray. There's no way to confirm. She was just having stomach. So she gets that taken out, cut open. She survives it. Most people die of like an infection, but, um, 
even after all that, and I think she's in her thirties now. Um, but when she's old, she still wants to go back to North wow. Korea to like, you know, That's die, wild. die out, so to speak, yeah. just because, you know, growing up, they almost don't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not like super unhappy because they don't know about yep. everything yep. else. Yeah. <laughs> so like, she still has this like immense, like pride of where she's from, even though hmm. it's like so horrible. Yeah. And, and it's wild to hear her talk though. Cause she like has read all these CIA files. Cause she's really interested to know like what we know about North Korea. Right. And like, she like, you know, knows all about Martin Luther King and like, it was just really amazing to hear her talk about, like, she's so well-educated, which sounds crazy for me to, like, <laughs> talk about her but like that. But, um, you know, just to hear her, like, be such an intelligent person and, like, still. see, like, what, how great things are over here and, you know, and still have that, you know, yeah. pride for her country. So, yeah, it's crazy. Just uh, every country, I feel, and obviously every part of countries just have different cultural perspectives, too, right? Like... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I can't really pinpoint something right now, but I know in conversations with my wife or other people, just their way of thinking, I'm like, I don't think that way. And, I, you know, part partly probably is because of the way that I grew up with my family being Mexican and being very culturally just different. Like, you know, some people love their families living here in the U.S. Some people don't. And, mm-hmm. you know, for, for us in Mexico, family is everything. everything. It's like very yeah. culturally like you know, at my grandma's house, it's like, she's living there. My aunt is living there. My mom, before she came here was living there. And like, they're all adults, you know, but they're all living together because it's a family unit. And I, I don't know many families that would live like that here. I yeah. mean, I, I love my mom. I wouldn't want her living with yeah, me, you yeah. know, but, um, but I still want to be close to her. She still wants to be close to me and my sisters, you know, like, yeah, it's just different. Yeah. No. And I've had to kind of like learn to appreciate that too. Cause it's not like I've never been not close to my family, but, um, most of the rest of my like indirect family is up North and, mm-hmm. you know, Massachusetts, Maine, Connecticut and all that. So, you know, it was really just like me and my you know parents and brothers and, and that was kind of it. And so it was so different going to her house. Cause first of all, she's got three other sisters. So four girls, plus they had another girl that was in there. Oh, that's fine. Um, so a lot of females in the house, but then, um, you know, all the grandparents, everybody, lives pretty close and mm-hmm. at every kind of like birthday or any kind of anything that they have everybody comes and there's you know 50 people there and it's like I never had that you know growing up or with my family at all just because we've been so far away that we'd go once a year drive up north and um you know stop at each person's house individually yep. but like to have everybody together in the same spot you know is really like so special mm-hmm. and like you know people don't understand unless they, they have that, you yeah. know, and it's definitely, I think it's a little bit of a Southern thing too, yeah. you know, a little bit. It's yeah. Definitely yeah. a Mex- Mexican culture, cultural thing yeah. too, but, um, we also have Hispanic in ours, so that probably yeah, helps that in probably too. Helps <laughs> in too. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where was Mimi from again? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. He's like, we don't mess with them. No, <laughs> no my old <laughs> roommate was Colombians. <laughs> no. My old roommate was Colombian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, We've been we've been talking for about forty five minutes now, so cool. I won't uh, keep it going too too long today. I won't hold you here for three hours like my dad. But appreciate you talking, yeah, Ben. Yeah. Um, I was telling Casey, um, I think it'd be a cool idea to have like some different people on from high school just to mm. like see where people are at, what they're doing. 
How so. many people from high school do you think you still keep in touch with or talk to? Like one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, you know, so to go into a, a, a big important story kind of like quick, basically I was um, like best friends with mm-hmm. for yep. like a long time. We roomed together in college. Um, and we're making music together and this and that. And then all of a sudden one spring break, we're supposed to get together to like make some music and, um, he never hit me up and then I never heard back from him ever again. Mm. So we just like disappeared into thin air. And then a couple other people, uh, you know, I was hanging out with, I'll bleep out the names, but like, you know, um, is like way schizophrenic now yeah, it's like totally I've off yeah i've heard totally yeah. off the charts and um you know the like main like little group of people i was with are either like lost mentally yeah. or like into some kind of some hardcore of thing that yep. i don't want to quite be into <laughs> yeah i've heard i've heard unfortunately about some of those yeah so um you know and then there's other people who like i'm still like cool with i just don't really keep in touch with a lot like togor i'm sure mm-hmm. if i picked up the phone like we could have a conversation and it would, mm-hmm. you know, be like, we're still buddies. And, yeah. um, you know, so there's still some people who I would maybe consider like, you know, friendly, but, um, no, not really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of, it's weird how it happens, but mm-hmm. you know, you realize the, the less you reach out to people, yeah. the less they reach out to you, you know, this episode is brought to you by fitness with Holt, a premier personal training group located right here in the Carolinas. This isn't your average personal trainer where you show up, get yelled at while you work out, and then leave, maybe feeling stronger physically, but weaker mentally and emotionally. Fitness with Holt is about teaching you the secrets to a healthy lifestyle with respect to your life. The fact of the matter is, everyone is different physically, chemically, and emotionally, and each and every individual person requires a personalized tailored approach to health and fitness the issa certified elite trainers at fitness with holt will work with you to develop an exercise routine and diet that works for you and only you so whether you're looking to lose weight become healthier or even bulk up for a competition run to fitness with holt at www.facebook.com slash fit with holt to book an appointment today fitness with holt where they build friendships, not customers. And uh, there's only a few that reach out to you first, and those are the ones you keep around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my uh, groomsmen party, most of them were friends from like high school, but like not. I don't think any from that you would know, like church church friends. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that w- I I would just you know in college. I was in town because I stayed in town, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And some of them went to other places. Some of them were kind of in town. And, you know, Christmas break, summer break, I would always say, like, hey, are you in town? Let's hang out. Let's go to, like, Waffle House or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> during our, our rehearsal dinner, one of the guys was like, you know, in high school, I, I didn't really think Ben was my friend. Uh, I didn't really like him. Yeah, I found him annoying or whatever yeah, he, yeah, they yeah. said, you know. They were like, and every summer and every Christmas break, he would just, like, reach out to me and say, like, Hey, are we hanging out? And he's like, I guess I don't know. <laughs> and then he was like, But Ben, like, was that person that would always reach out? And so, yeah. like, I guess we just became friends because he was very intentional. Yeah. And so, like, I totally get that because you know I have friends that I thought we were close, and then they didn't reach out, or you know I would reach out like, Hey, let's hang out, and then they wouldn't. Much, and I'm yeah. like, 
all right, dude, I'll give you like two or three more chances, but yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not going to reach out all the time. And then just to, just to it. get yeah. ghosted. Yeah. So I totally get how that is. Yeah. And it's weird too. Cause you know, there's a lot of people who are like, we're all pretty, like pretty darn close with too, mm-hmm. but you know, everybody life happens. Man. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like you realize that like life before college, but like really like before graduating college or like mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't finish. So like, <laughs> But but getting into the, like the real world, life before that is kind of fake, <laughs> and then you realize that like there's so many other things that are like actually important, yep. and and some people just the things that are important to them, you're like oh you know those yeah are not that's not important to me, and you know all that stuff that used to matter doesn't matter, and you know people just fade away because it doesn't matter anymore, so. Right. Well, and for some people, just to give them the benefit of the doubt, like our time is limited, right? Like there's only so many hours in a day and like, Mm -hmm. you know, some people, God, I wouldn't want to be this person, but want to work 15 hours a day, 16 hours a day to make sure they like crush it and keep like getting promoted. I'm like, I'll go back 4 a.m. yesterday. I didn't get back till 10 (laughs) p.m. You know, I I had a killer day yesterday, Uh, you know. Yeah, and props to you, man. They're like, I, I, I could never, you know? And yeah. some people are like, well, no, I'd rather be out traveling all the time. And, you know, they can't, you can't really build relationships when you do that. So, like, it's good and it's what they want, but sometimes you just can't balance all of those things together, you know? Yeah. 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 But that's life. Yeah. A balancing act. That's right. So. Cool. Well, we'll wrap this thing up, but like I said, appreciate you coming on. Thanks You're the first um, guest from Irmo. So awesome. Get the ball rolling. We'll have some other Ermites on. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess you know I don't have any uh, business to shout out for you. Uh, you can shout out your current job. <laughs> Shouts out Northwest. Yeah. Just, just uh, <laughs> you know, email me at ben.mora at nm.com if you want to reach out. Yeah, so, so well, we'll do it. I know I've, I've already oh, ended, ended the show twice <laughs> now, but uh, <laughs> but um, you know, tell people like what you what you can do, and if they want to reach out, what you can help them with. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'll try to make it as brief as possible without not doing myself a disservice. So really, it's like the business of planning. So uh, I've met with a, a good amount of people, and really, what I just do is ask them their goals, their objectives, what they're trying to do. Uh, you know, I do take some numbers into consideration, like, you know, data points and then kind of say, Hey, if I were in your shoes, this is what I would do. And it's all based on financial planning. So it, you know, uh, I met with some people and I showed them, Hey, if you stay doing exactly the same, nothing changes. This is what your net worth will be like in retirement. You told me you wanted to retire at 60 with this much money. This is what that looks like for some people. It's like, yeah, dude, you're doing the right thing and you're awesome. Mm -hmm. And other people are like, Ooh, I gotta change something up, yeah. whether it's investing more, saving more, whatever it is, you know. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do. I just and we do it all free. Um, at least the planning side of it. A lot of companies charge like four thousand, five thousand dollars, which we think is just like ridiculous amounts yeah. of money that people can't spend. Well, and it's like it's like spend all your money so we can help you <laughs> save your money. Yeah, exactly. And so we find that dumb. So we say, hey, yeah. well, let's just scrap that out. Obviously, some of the things that we recommend, we might make some money off of, but at the end of the day, it's to help you. Um, so that's what we do, or what that's what I do. The way it works is like I work for them, but I own my own business. So like when I reach out to people, when I talk to people, that's on me. If I don't reach out to people, if I don't contact people, that hurts me, not yeah, the company, yeah. right? right? So. I get money based on how many people I talk to, how many people sign up to be my clients, all of that. So 
Yeah. All right. So if you're looking for some help uh, with some financial advice or just, you know, general planning for your future, talk yep. to Ben. He's yep. a nice guy. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Peace. When the rain comes down, 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 hasta smile. Hasta smile.